Welcome, everyone, to episode 26, or as the Romans say, XXVI. I am Patsy the Angry Nerd, and I am joined by the lover of Sangria, the Ironborn Giggle Machine, my co-host, Agent Nicole. I thought you were going to introduce our other co-host for a second when you said the lover of sangria but wait, hi. No, she's the mistress wait. of merlot i'm a co-host i thought it was a groupie no you no you are more than a groupie let's be honest it's pronounced just, groupon <laughs> as you heard we have the mistress of merlot the beautiful housewife of Transylvania, Ashes Von Nightmare. Hello, everybody! It's Christmas time. Couple of more I was, days. I was going to make some more wine jokes, but I guess I'll have to wait. I was going to say something like, you know, the mistress of Merlot, the princess of Pinot Noir, you know, the uh, sorceress of Sangria. So, speaking of Pinot, um, Lady Gaga has a song on her latest album Joanne called Grigio Girls and I don't drink Pinot Grigio I'm not really big into whites but all of a sudden like I just I have this craving to drink Pinot Grigio it's because she that said, song. she's because she mentions your name in the song well she yeah she does she does mention my name and she mentions the Spice Girls and we're just like oh my gosh she's singing <laughs> to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Christmas is coming. Yes. I'm really not excited. I fucking hate Christmas. Me to be honest. too. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Not even. Not even five minutes in the show. Boom. Drop mic. <laughs> Done. Hey. You hey. want to feel bad about yourself? You want to bud skill? Listen to Throwdown Thursday. Actually, I think you know. Listening to us, you know, you might feel better about yourself unless you're a Grinch. But yeah, I. I <clears throat> I just, I don't know, I just, Christmas just ain't my thing, you know? I'm, I'm a Halloween girl, keeping Halloween alive, 365. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of stress and expectations that surround the holidays, and I, I enjoyed it when I was younger. Um, yeah, because we weren't the ones buying gifts. Right, but like as you get older, like, it, you know, it's just all of a sudden, like the tables really do turn. Like all of it, it's expensive. Christmas is fucking expensive. And it feels like every year, every year we're like, you know what? We're going to, we're going to hold back. We're not going to do as much. We're going to, you know, um, <coughs> scale back, not buy as many presents for people. You know, I'm not going to, I vow that I'm not going to bake. And then you're like, I'm going to buy everyone. I'm going to bake and send everyone cookies and donuts and pies. Yeah, it's all it's all lies. Like, we, we just try to top ourselves every year. And see, this year was, uh, you know, especially interesting because we met so many new people. And we're like, oh, we want them to think we're cool. So we have to make sure we buy them presents and send them presents. My hands hurt from knitting so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you said from knitting so much. That's <laughs> my hands hurt. That's not a euphemism. Could have been a nice companion piece to the uh, you know big dong show last week. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. King dong. <laughs> big dong, king dong. You know. Wiener, 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 wiener. If last if last Bobby episode was a pirate, it would be long dong silver. Hey. Uh, yeah okay no um <laughs> for those of you who missed it it was very blue there was a lot of uh a lot of balls and wieners and 
songs about wieners and balls. Yeah. It was a great time. You should check it out if you didn't listen to it. And if you just want to feel some rage through the your headphones, you'll hear that too. I know. I feel like oh the the energy of the room has, has definitely, uh, it's still there, but it's not as bad as it was last week. We did sage the room. In, in oh, the good. Oh, okay. that's good. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, we decided we needed to cleanse the room and that was sage advice. Hey, hey, and I'm back. Uh, so we're looking for a new ho- co-host. If we don't, yeah, but you know, we don't need a new co-host because people like you and people like me. Yeah. And I feel like we could do our own show. Yeah, we should. Yeah, but then you won't have a science fact. We can, interesting okay. as uh, excuse, your wife is a mad scientist. I said a, scientist, a science fact as interesting as mine. Like the land speed of... Uh, airspeed of uh, Santa compared to the Ulysses satellite. We can we can Where kick Patsy off the show, and we could rename Throwdown Thursday <laughs> "Bitchin' and Stitchin." Yes, I'm a gr- I I would be down. And we could just talk about super nerdy fun stuff and yes. like knit scarves. And yes, and TVs. Drink wine and you have a good TVs? time. Yes, I'm gonna knit some TVs. That would be some like TV cozies. Yes, little little you know sweaters for the television. Oh, of course. For when your TV gets cold. My TV's a little chilly. Mmm, chilly. Okay. Oh my God, Nicole, what are we talking about today? We're gonna talk about some of our favorite Christmas or holiday motherfucking Christmas. Yes. But first, I have a question. What are some of your holiday traditions? Um. Ashes. Uh, uh, um. Sorry, I I know I like. I don't really have any anymore. Well, yes, I do. I guess I do. Um, <coughs> more so when I was younger. When Christmas was fun and Santa was still real, thanks, mom and dad. Yeah, I was going to say, is one of your traditions <laughs> ruining Santa Claus? Yeah. <laughs> Who still believes in Santa? Raise your hand. Okay, I'm going to ruin your life. <laughs> um, yeah, when I was younger, um, you know, uh, the, the typical like Christmas morning presents would go over to family's house, depending. And I mentioned this before, like I'm a military brat. So like sometimes my traditions were a little all over the place. It depended mm-hmm. on where we were. Like sometimes we, my dad was able to get leave around the holidays so we could go and visit family. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes he wasn't able to. So, you know, we did our own little Christmas shenanigans. Um, but I think now uh, we have a pretty we have a pretty solid like Christmas plan. Um, Christmas Eve, we go and do stuff with. Patsy's crazy family first. The angry nerd family. The angry nerd family. <laughs> um, and then we we stay and we do. Oh my god! So Patrick is Lebanese, and his dad cooks the <laughs> most delicious Lebanese food like ever. And oh my god, it's just, and that's usually what we eat at their house on Christmas Eve. Wolfie, you'd enjoy it. It has uh, his rice has like these huge chunks of lamb in it. Like it's oh, amazing. don't don't be a douche, Patrick. <laughs> don't be a douche. Um, 
I would uh, throw it on the ground and stomp on it and then uh, throw it back at you. <laughs> That's messed up. I didn't even offer you any. No, I'd take yours. <laughs> Them's fighting words. Nobody takes my rice. It's but called hushwee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his dad makes it, uh, hushwee, which is uh, this lamb and rice dish. Uh, there's kibbe, which is, it's it's kind of like a... It's like a it's layer. Kind of like a meatloaf. No, it is not like a meatloaf. Hey, excuse no, me. I'm trying no, to explain no. it for people. It, it's, uh, if you would no. let me... I said, for lack of better words. No, you didn't. It's like, I was, that's actually what I was in the process of saying. I was going to say it's kind of like a meatloaf, for lack of better words. And then you decided to cut me off. So why don't you douchey McDouche face? Like, that is blasphemy right there. Take your, you better check yourself before Listen, you wreck yourself. I'm going to tell my dad that you said Kibby is like meatloaf and you would never get it again. If that's how serious that I'm is. I'm trying to think I think of we need another simple, cleanse. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to cleanse myself of something. Is it because you're stinky? (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think of in simpler terms, kind of like a meatloaf for lack of better word. It's um, a lamb. Stop with the fucking face. Okay, you know, I'm going to stop talking about it. So, um... Patrick makes me angry, and I often <laughs> Patrick, question... Patrick, she is trying to convey to people who may not know what it is. But that's with not, something that they that's already not know. the only way it's made. It's made a, a variety of different... It's made okay, with well, love. Well, I am, <laughs> exactly. I am just like, the, the way that... Because we've made it before. Like, we made it. And I'm just trying to convey to people who, like myself, like, I never knew what it was before I met you. Like, I'm just trying to think of, like, the simplest terms <coughs> to explain it as. And you're being kind of a jerk right now. Well, it's made more like... Uh, almost like brownies more than a loaf. No, no, it is it's not made like in a brownies. Nine by nine pan most of the time. You can make meatloaf in a nine by nine pan. I've done but it, but then it's not a loaf. It's like brownies. It's not loaf shaped. <laughs> I hope she cuts I, you. I, I am. You need to you, just. Okay, so anyways, we eat food at his parents' house, and, it's and then we go. I'm not even going to fucking talk about the food anymore because you're just being an asshole. Um, and then we drive out to my mom's house. Uh, she lives around an hour and a half um, from where we are, and we do kind of like an old school slumber party. Um, you know, there's pajamas involved every year. My mom, she calls them stuffies. We each get a stuffed animal Christmas Eve um, to snuggle with. And then we do Christmas morning with my mom. We open presents and we do a Christmas brunch and we all, you know, bake stuff, bring stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. That's really nice. Ashes might need two stuffies this year. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I'll, I'll take Patrick, seeing as um, <laughs> he probably won't be there. I'll stay home. That's you fine. have Christmas by yourself. Okay, I'll play video games. Um, but kind of a, a, a new, I don't know if I want to call it a tradition yet, because we just started it this year. I'd like to see it become a tradition. Um, mm-hmm. So in lieu of presents, uh, 
my mom, my sister, Patrick, and myself, we decided that we wanted to do something instead of just, yeah. you know, giving each other a bunch of crap that, you know, maybe something that we needed, but some, you know, just, just more stuff. Um, and we all bought each other tickets to go see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. That's pretty cool. And it was, it was awesome. Like, it was such an amazing night. The show was fantastic. It was awesome. You know, just kind of being able to, to do something and share that time. Mm-hmm. You know, with with each other, and you know, we got food and stuff after, and it was it was really good. Um, it was a good night. So, you know, we still plan on going over and doing Christmas Eve night and spending the mm-hmm. night and doing uh, a, a kind of a shortened Christmas morning. Um, you know, we're only going to do stockings and stuff this mm-hmm. year because we we got the tickets and stuff for each other, and we'll still do, still do still do brunch, and it'll be it'll be good. And then typically Christmas night. Um, if Patrick isn't on my shit list this year, <laughs> <laughs> um, typically Christmas night, I just like to, because, you know, we do a lot of running around between yeah. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and stuff. So it's nice to have the opportunity to just go home and relax with a nice bottle of wine. And we get one of those, it's just going to sound so stupid, but we get one of those, um, you know, the chocolate oranges yes. that you have to like smash. Well, they, they make dark chocolate ones right now. Oh, and it's so good. Yes. But, um, you know, we curl up with a nice bottle of wine and one of those chocolate oranges and we watch white Christmas and oh, nice. which is one of my favorite all time favorite Christmas movies. Um, you know, and it's just it's just such a nice way to kind of, you know, c- bring to a close, mm-hmm. you know, the, the holidays. That's really nice. I like that. So what about you, Nicole? Um, well, <laughs> Christmas traditions kind of change in our family. Um, we haven't had a Christmas tree in like so long. I think the last time we had a Christmas tree was like 10 years ago. Uh, it's we, just I'm sorry I don't mean to cut you off but it's, it's such a pain in the ass sometimes like we, yes. we don't do a Christmas tree anymore yeah. in our house because um, it's just such a pain in the ass it to is. set up and decorate and yeah. you know it's just yeah so I, I hear you <laughs> it's I, I do miss getting the Christmas tree we used to get them all the time in a, in um in our town and um just being able to like do the Christmas tree and like decorate it was always fun um now it's just it, for our family it's kind of just like another day which is really sad we we give each other presents it's not something like christmas for me and my family was hard because we didn't have a lot of money i mean christmas is, should be all about you know spending time with your family which is you know but it's not it's about the presents <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's about the presents um so we you know each year we just have like it's usually my mom my parents and me and we just you know eat like a nice dinner or a lunch and go on our ways um a couple of years ago i had some really close friends and they invited me to their christmas and like what they do is they hide presents all over the house and they give the, their children like clues of where their christmas presents would be so they have like little riddle games and that was really nice so each year they invite I invite me to go over and it's it's nice to um be a part of someone else's christmas or tr- holiday traditions um yeah that's really much it usually i'm just in bed watching stuff on netflix eating pie <laughs> <laughs> eating pie how about you patrick 
I do the same thing she does. Eat pie? No, what Ash has said. Okay. That's what we do because we do it at the same time. Okay. That was exciting, I know. <laughs> How about you, Wolfie? Do you have any traditions that you do? Not really. <laughs> As we established <laughs> last year, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't really do anything. It's mm-hmm. uh, for for me and my significant other. We don't really. Neither of us are really super high on it. And mm-hmm. you know, growing up, we we didn't have a ton of money either. So mm-hmm. it's really about hanging out with each other and spending time. You know, that's pretty much it. So nothing, nothing all that spectacular. <laughs> well, all right. So I hope if you have some holiday traditions please let us know on the facebook uh group uh throwdown thursday podcast um so we're gonna cut to a break we're gonna figure out our wonderful list of five uh christmas characters that we love and so let's go to that break and we'll be right back Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. Okay. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey short. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci. Douchebag. And we are back. I hope you are all sitting back, enjoying some nice eggnog or hot cocoa, and ready to ready to talk about some awesome holiday characters. Are you guys ready? I'm always ready. Alrighty. So we're gonna go. Um, you should start. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're gonna do this order from five to one. So my first character that I would like to talk about is from a little show called Bob's Burgers and they did an episode with Chet the Mannequin or Ch- short for Chester. Um, I love the episode that they do with Chet the Mannequin. This guy, he um, he is found in a storage um, garage and the Belchers are dealing with this guy who thinks he used to be a mannequin and he does some awesome window displays and I would love him for my little uh, get-together for the holidays. 
I love Linda's Christmas poem. <laughs> yes. Oh, Christmas. You, you Christmas. You, you Christmas. C H I. No. C H R I. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I love that episode so much. I'm pretty sure Chet has some sort of disease, which is similar to the Cotillard delusion. But I just enjoy that um, Chet does window displays and brings a different theme each day and he finds his love and that's what it matters is being with loved ones on glorious happy holidays in a sex shop (laughs) ashes who is number five on your list Okay, so number five on my list, uh, it's not uh, just one character, but a group of characters. I am talking about the California Raisins from 1987's Will Vinton's Acclamation Christmas Special. I've never seen that. You weren't even alive. No, I wasn't. You'll have to to come over and watch it. It's amazing. I love it. Um, It's just kind of give you a quick synopsis of the Claymation Christmas special. Mm -hmm. It is hosted by two dinosaurs, a Triceratops uh, named Herb and a T-Rex named Rex. (laughs) 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 And they have different clips that they play uh, all, all it's all claymation um and one of those clips uh is the california raisins singing rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and of course they're singing like the california raisins because mm-hmm. they are the california raisins so it has like that kind of like temptation style mm-hmm. you know uh to it and uh one of my favorite parts of that is one of the raisins uh looks at one of the other raisins and is like hey call me a cab and so the other reason is like hey man you're a cab (laughs) (laughs) my gosh (laughs) it just always makes me laugh (laughs) i know i really need to see this hey man call me a cab (laughs) hey man you're a cab um but overall like the christmas special is great but the california raisins are the best part because they're the fucking California Raisins. Was it a television show or was it like a film? Originally, yeah. Yeah, it was one of those kind of like um, made for TV, like TV specials Mm -hmm. that they, you know, once upon a time, like television had a lot of like, you know, specials and stuff. And I believe it was aired either before or after um, the Garfield Christmas special. And for like many years, it was they were played like consecutively mm-hmm. with with each other. Um, so yeah, it's it's fantastic. You can actually find the claymation Christmas special on DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, I that's what I have, um, and it's just fun. It's nostalgia, and it's short. Uh, you know, fun fun holiday fun for the whole <laughs> that's awesome so patrick what is number five on your list number five for me is uh, a character that's fairly new mm-hmm. is uh an animated character voiced by john goodman and it is robot santa from futurama that uh due to a programming error santa comes to view everyone is naughty uh there's a <laughs> scene where he can see everyone all over the world. He has a base on Neptune. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
he sees uh, guys from the robot mafia, Joey Mousepad and Clamps, they're uh, beating a shopkeeper for not paying protection money. Mm-hmm. And he writes them down. He's like, shop, you know, mobsters beating up a shopkeeper for not paying protection money. Mm-hmm. Naughty. Shopkeepers not paying their protection money. Exactly as naughty. So, like, everyone's... No matter what, everybody is naughty. Nobody is nice. So everyone always gets punished. You know, like one girl got a bicycle out of a out of a uh, shot out of a bicycle gun. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's in a few different episodes. Um, I did not know that it was John Goodman. That's, yep, that's, that's John pretty, Goodman. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so. definitely, uh, definitely check it out. Usually, he's accompanied by some great musical numbers. So mm-hmm. I would definitely, uh, if you like John Goodman. This is uh, him at one of his funniest roles. That's awesome. So who's your uh, who's your number four? <laughs> My number four is Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman. I used to loathe, 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 loathe Frosty the Snowman. I used to work at in high school. I used to work at a daycare, and I remember the I. I was working in the 18 to 24 months, so the little toddlers, you know, learning how to speak, talk back, and everything. And the holidays came around, and they love Frosty the Snowman. Every time we had a chance to watch a movie and stuff, Frosty the Snowman. Let's watch something else. No, Frosty. It's like Christmas in July. Let's all watch Frosty. So for the longest time, I did not like Frosty the Snowman, and then... You know, I used to grow up watching him, and I loved him, and yeah. So Frosty the Snowman is number four for me. How about you, Ashes? Who's number four for you? Okay, so number four, again, um, multiple people, Mm -hmm. two to be exact. I am talking about the Miser Brothers, Heat Miser and Snow Miser from 1974's The Year Without a Santa Claus. Um, I always love... The songs. Oh, I know. They sing, you know, yep. Heat Miser, Snow Miser. It was one of my dad's favorite, like, Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. And um, I have this really great memory of, like, we were watching it. And I don't know, like, my dad wasn't really a singer. He wasn't a dancer. He never just never did any of that. Um mm-hmm. We ended up singing and dancing to it in the living room. And my mom walked in, saw us, and then just walked right back out. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's it's just... They don't make Christmas like specials. Like, I know. Like that anymore. You know, like really just that, that stop motion animation. Mm-hmm. Um it was just so it was just so cool and yeah. i love it and i love that they still play it too I yeah think that you know it's fantastic that now out of those two brothers who was your favorite uh heat miser because mm-hmm. i hate the snow <laughs> so yeah snow can go fuck itself heat miser all the way all right so who is your number four patrick my well, number four is actually a character we've already covered mm-hmm. and that would be jack skellington for a variety of reasons that we covered on our uh, episode 24. So if you mm-hmm. haven't heard that, definitely go back and listen. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to rehash all of it because we've got a lot of characters to cover. So, But I would like to ask you a question. What is your favorite Jack song? Uh, Jack's Lament. The one at the beginning of the film. 
nice. Yes. Oh, side note, I was really bummed that I had to miss that episode. Oh, I'm sorry. That damn face hugger. I know. I know. I was really sick. Um, just because I love the what's this? Yes. Right. What's this? What's I was listening to it and you guys kind of touched base on that and all I could think of I'm like, what's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? <laughs> is that your favorite Jack song or what is your favorite song from the film? Uh, that one. That one? That one. Nice. Well, my, the, my favorite song from the film is Kidnap the Sandy Claws. <laughs> yes. But my favorite Jack song is What's This? Because I just think it's a lot of fun. But, but yeah. So I think you guys did an excellent job covering. Oh, thank covering you. Him. Thank you. Do what we can. All right. For number three, I put Max from The Grinch, the little dog. He doesn't get enough love. He's so underrated. And I would love a dog. So he's cute and he's loyal and he gets to deal with so much of the Grinch's shit. Right. He doesn't. Isn't there like his only outlet for affection? Isn't there a scene when like he has like the they try to turn him into a reindeer and he has like the really heavy like. Yeah, antlers and, and stuff on. Yeah, and, and he's he like falling in the snow. Yeah, and he's still—he's just still impressive. He's man- he manages to pull that gigantic. Oh, out. I know. Um, how about you, Ashes? Who's number three on your list? Okay, so I'm going to read this verbatim. My number three is Hermie the elf who wants to be a dentist and doesn't want to make toys from 1964's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> Um, fun story about Hermie the Elf. Uh, I was obsessed with it uh, around the time that my mom was pregnant with my sister. Mm-hmm. And I was convinced that she was going to be a boy. And I kept calling her Hermie. <laughs> my mom's like, no, no, it's a girl. And her name is Shelby. I'm like, no, she's a boy. And her name is Hermie. <laughs> she doesn't want to make toys. <laughs> Wants to be a dentist. That's awesome. Play on the island of misfit toys. <laughs> the island of dipshit toys. Hey. My number three is a four-way tie from oh, one of man. my favorite Christmas movies ever. And the four-way tie is between Billy Ray Valentine, Louis Winthorpe, the butler slash manservant Coleman, and, and the prostitute with the heart of gold and giant bank account. Ophelia from Trading Places. The you can't just pick one of these because all four of them are so integral to each other's lives. You know, for the majority of the movie, they don't even know that. But those are uh, I count them as one because you know they're really you know they're really uh, integral to like I said integral to each other's lives, and you can't you can't really separate them because. Yep they all go together so well. It'd be like, you know, separating up the Ninja Turtles, which you can't do. Yeah. So, Is this with Dan Aykroyd and, like, Eddie Murphy? And yep. uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and oh, Don Amici and... Uh, Merry New Year! <laughs> in this country, and they, we say Happy New Year. It's me, Lionel Joseph! Lionel! <laughs> we had big fun in the pavilion. Yeah. <laughs> And for, you know, fun fact, for many, many years, I'd only seen this movie on TV, and then I went to... Oh, that must have been a revelation. It was a revelation when I finally bought the DVD and I was watching it, and Jamie Lee Curtis takes her top off. I was like, why didn't I buy this movie many, many years ago? Probably because uh, that particular Hollywood video was not going out of business at the time, so... 
I was able to buy that movie. I was very excited and uh and got to uh, see some boobies. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis has a nice rack. I don't care. She's also an excellent actress. Yeah, she really is. With a nice rack. <laughs> Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. <laughs> All right, who who is number 2 for you? For me, I did kind of like what you did for number three. It is Charlie Brown and the entire gang. Um, from Halloween to Christmas, I watch every um, special that they have because that's the way. That's the way to do it. You watch the Christmas one, and then you watch the Thanksgiving one, and then you watch the... Wait, hold on. You watch the <laughs> Whoops. Whoops there. What about the one where they get lost in the river race in France or wherever the hell it is? I didn't get that one. It's too expensive on Amazon. So I go from Halloween, Thanksgiving, and then Christmas. And um, I had a thought and I just lost it. Hold on. I'm sorry. Um, You're talking about Charlie Brown and his many movies? Yes, and his many movies. Um. It was something that I watched as a child and continue on until my old age. So. Which isn't for a long time because no. you're only about 11. Yes. Just those 11 years of my life. Who is number two for you, Ashes? Uh, number two on my list is Rugby the Tiger from Jin. Jin. <laughs> Jen. I, need, uh, on the I need some Jin. Um, Jim Henson's 1986 The Christmas Toy. Rugby the Tiger. Um, he. <coughs> I, I don't know if any of you are really familiar with this, um, but he was purchased as a Christmas toy. The previous Christmas, Christmas is coming around again. He's afraid that he's going to be replaced. He tries to kind of oust the the incoming toy. Yeah. Um, it's a great little movie. It's a lot of fun. There's, you know, a little doll named Apple. And there's a cat with, with a cat toy. And the cat toy's name is Mew. And they all come to life when people aren't around. And it's just, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun. There's movie. some sad parts to that, too. There are, yes, there are some sad, sad parts, but um, my favorite part, though, is like, as as a, supposed to be kind of like a derogatory comment, like, yeah. Rugby the Tiger calls Mew the cat toy, a, a cat toy, and <laughs> Mew the cat toy calls Rugby the Tiger a people toy, so they're like, cat toy, people toy, um, and it's just, this fun, I thought it was funny, <laughs> it's I know you showed me the cover of it. And, oh my god, sorry, excuse me. And I, it looks interesting. I think if I was a kid, I'd probably really enjoy it too. I, I still enjoy it as an adult. I kind of want to go home and watch it now. <laughs> Patrick, who is your number two? My number two is a character. Uh, he is uh, an iconic actor's first major motion picture role he is uh, easily the best part of the movie that he's in even though he's not the hero he does get some memorable one liners is there a musical after this person (laughs) yeah I am talking of course (laughs) about Hans Gruber from 1988's Die Hard Played by Alan Rickman. Uh, he is the 
coolest thieving uh, evil I don't know they call him a terrorist in this but I don't know if he's really a terrorist he's more of a thief um, I mean he does use some crazy terror tactics including the guy who would end up being uh, Endo in uh, Lethal Weapon who has forgotten more about torture or dispensing pain than Mel Gibson or Gary Busey will ever know um, and the guy who would end up going on to be the partner of Chuck Norris in Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, but yeah, there's there's some great dialogue between uh, him and him and uh, John McClane, you know, uh, Bruce Willis's character. But yeah, Hans Gruber is definitely the best part of that movie. He's Gruben. He's Hans Gruber, and he's Gruben. <laughs> That's a, another Bob's Burgers <laughs> reference for those of you who don't know. Uh, it's from the. Uh, Episode Shooting. Work Hard or Die Trying Girl. Everybody in the head. <laughs> Before we talk about our number one, we do have a few feedback. So let's get those going. But before we do the feedback for a second, is there any honorable mentions? I have uh, a lot of honorable mentions, so we should probably do feedback first. Feedback? Okay. Let's see. Who's number one? I have one piece yep. of feedback. There's oh, okay. One. There's only one. I have okay. one that I need oh, to read. Oh, okay. I I wasn't sure. All right. So we have a feedback from our awesome friend down in Houston, Texas, Jeremy McFarland from the Atomic Age Media Podcast. Hey, Throwdown Thursday. It's Jeremy. Hi. Uh, you guys are talking about some of your favorite Christmas uh, characters or characters in movies or comics or something like that that take place around Christmas time. So I figure I chime in with my two cents. Um, Lethal Weapons, a movie that I watch um, pretty continuously. Uh, watch it well, a lot. Um, but Lethal Weapon, the first Lethal Weapon, takes place at Christmas time, and it opens up with the Christmas music. And uh, it's not very—it's not much of a holiday sort of movie, but it does take place during Christmas time. So it's definitely one of my favorite Christmas movies. Um, another would definitely be uh, Die Hard, John McClane, and Die Hard 2. Uh, those are definitely movies that I watch during Christmas as well. Um, I also watch 3, but 3 doesn't take place during Christmas. But, but um, yes, when I think of Christmas, I think of Die Hard and I think of Lethal Weapon. Um, mainly because... Those movies happen to have some of my favorite characters ever created. Um, and I think in, in my opinion, in Lethal Weapon at least, and I think there's some shades of this in, uh, uh, in Die Hard as well. In Lethal Weapon, you know, what I've come to realize uh, watching the movie for so many years now, is that what Lethal Weapon's uh, at its core, what it's about, it's about family. And Christmas, in my opinion, is about family and getting together. And you know, you take you take Riggs, who lost his wife, car accident, and he's paired up with Murtaugh. Murtaugh has this huge family. You know, he had three kids, great wife. You know, everybody's it's very um, it's very warming and um, comforting, and, and, and really um, they open up their door to Riggs kind of with, with open arms. 
Uh, you know, Murtaugh is sort of skeptical at first, but does let him in. And you know, they all become a family together. And, you know, Briggs doesn't think he has anything. You know, he, he's just kind of living life on the edge. Literally at one point in the first movie, he jumps off uh, the ledge of a roof. But he becomes that he becomes part of that family by the end. And you get to see that grow. And it's fantastic. Um, I'm so happy that that exists. And, you know, with Die Hard as well, you know, McClane, John McClane comes there from um, New York to Los Angeles. And he's pretty much estranged from his wife. But he wants to see his kids. And their marriage is definitely on the rocks. But by the end of the movie, all this, all this um, traumatizing stuff, um, and they come to realize that they do love each other, and that they were meant to be together. You know, the, as the movie progr- as the series progresses, you know, by three, it's pretty much over with. But like with one and two, um, you really get to see them, you know, find each other again. And um, you know, for some, that's what Christmas is about. You know. Uh, being with your family, um, sort of um, letting so- certain uh, grievances go, and just being happy that these people that you love are there. And um, when I think of Christmas, I just think about family. You know, Christmas isn't the same for me anymore. Neither is Thanksgiving, really, because my dad's not here anymore. But um, so I have to, you know, jump around. I got to jump around. I got to go to, you know, I go to Joanna's house or. I go to uh, my mom's uh, with her boyfriend. Um, sometimes I go to Martin's house. Um, you know, uh, but for the most part, we don't get together as a family anymore. Really, my sister doesn't live here. She lives in Arizona. So, I'm not Arizona. She lives. She lives in uh, Amarillo, uh, Texas. But and it's quite a few miles away. A few hours. It's about, it's about six hours. So I don't see her very often either. So it's not really too much of a family thing anymore. So you kind of, I kind of, for me, it's a lot of jumping around, but still, I have a family there uh, in some way, and I have you guys too, and you're my family. Uh, so um, I guess I'll say one more thing. Um, if there's any interference in the background, I, I appreciate. I, I, I apologize because I, I'm driving, but um, I would also say the Muppets Christmas Carol is also a huge staple of my Christmas, along with. Home Alone and Home Alone 2, but uh, Die Hard 1 and 2 and Lethal Weapon uh, are definitely my Christmas movies. Uh, those are the ones I always watch. I also also watch um, the Lord of the Rings series um, uh, because those came out at Christmas time. I remember being so jazzed to see them. They came out December 17th over and over. You know, I saw those in the theater several, multiple times. And they make me think of Christmas too because I saw them around Christmas time. So um, I would say Lethal Weapon. Die Hard 1 and 2 and the Lord of the Rings trilogy are like my mainstay. Like, that's the, those are things I go to all the time. And uh, this, the Muppet Christmas Carol and stuff. So, uh, I hope you guys have a great show. Um, Ashes, I hope you're feeling better. And um, I love you guys. And you guys take it easy. Bye. That is a wonderful voicemail. Thank you so much, Jeremy. And I hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday. Yeah, we absolutely love Jeremy McFarlane and the McFarlane clan. Um, yeah, he he makes a really good point. Um, when you, I wanna I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer, but um, 
Now, when you when you lose a close family member, um, the holidays are never the same. So, uh, I feel for you. We're in the same boat, um, as well as a bunch of other people. I know Cornelius and and Slagoth and you know some of our other our other friends and stuff. Um, Christopher. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, we're all here for each other, and I think that's what's important. So. You know, the Christmas and, and the holidays will never be the same, but, you know, um, memories are awesome. So just remember that. And so now we have another feedback from, yeah, we, from our uh, frequent listener, Riku. Yeah, good uh, good buddy of the show, good buddy of the uh, Punch Farm podcast I was saying, Riku, well. who a couple of weeks ago did a fantastic job yes, on the Punch Farm podcast. Yes. Love those guys. So uh, he sent his uh, his uh, list to me earlier. I reached out to him on Twitter because uh, he doesn't do the whole Facebook thing. So I wanted yep. to let him know that you know this is what we're doing. So he sent me his list of five. Uh, number five being Jack Frost from the uh, the Jack Frost the Murder Snowman. <laughs> uh, then Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Krampus, not Crumpets. <laughs> and his number one was uh, Jack Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, he was a little hesitant to put that on there because we just covered him. And I said, no, 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 that's fine. Because it's part of your list. list. That doesn't matter if we covered him. That is a, a wonderful list. Say, that's a pretty solid list, list right there. I haven't seen Jack Frost in such a long time. That's one with Michael Keaton, correct? No. Oh, that's a different Jack Frost. There's oh. a Jack Frost where he's a murder snowman. Yes. Oh, I was not this aware. One, the one with uh, Michael Keaton, he's not a murder snowman. Okay. No, he's a, he's kind of a jolly snowman <laughs> in that one. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> whoopsie. Agent Sorry. Nicole, who is? Uh, Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! We haven't mentioned. Honorable I was going to say, who oh. are your honorable mentions? Oh, sorry, my bad. Um, oh, wait a minute! We just got a piece of. Uh, feedback okay. hot off the press okay. from uh, Miss Stephanie Wiley. <gasps> Stephanie! So from five to one, we have Billy Mack from Love Actually. I've never seen that, so I don't <gasps> it's know. It's such a good okay. movie. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's an all right movie. Uh, Gizmo from The Gremlins. Okay. <laughs> it's actually part of my uh, honorable mentions. Jack Skellington again. And then her top two spots actually go to a mother and son uh, ensemble, Kate and Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Nice. Kate obviously being uh, Catherine Mm O'Hara. So thank you for for your list, Stephanie. And uh, so let's now, let's talk about Nicole's honorable mentions. Um, so for some honorable mentions, uh, Kevin from Home Alone is one of them. Jack Skellington. Um, I watch a lot of the uh, Harry Potter films around the Christmas time because they obviously uh, do some Christmas Christmas stuff in their films and it's snowy and it's just so homey. So I watch a lot of that. And Rudolph. So those are my honorable mentions. How about you, Ashes? 
Uh, sorry, my nose is itchy. <laughs> it's okay. um, so Damn you, Winter. <laughs> my honorable mentions uh, include Jack Skellington, which has appeared on a lot of people's lists. Um, Garfield from the Garfield Christmas special. I love the part where Garfield is kind of a... He's kind of a selfish <laughs> character. Um, and he goes like into the garage or basement or something. It's been a while since I've seen it. Um, and he kind of makes presents for people. Like he makes Odie this like back scratcher out of like a, like a hoe, you know, like, like, like a, the lawn tool hoe. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just to clarify the, not the, 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 yeah. the whore, <laughs> not, not, the, the, not the whore, <laughs> but, but, a, but a hoe. <laughs> Horton has a hoe. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, but he makes Odie this back scratcher and, you know, Odie just loves it. And he finds like, I think it's grandma's love, old love letters or something. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just like, I wish my cat would make me presents. I mean, like her presence, presence is present enough and she knows it. Uh, she gets that from me. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I wish, I wish my cat would make me stuff. Um, and my last honorable mention is Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love Elf. I think it's easily like fat becoming one of my favorite or yeah, one of my favorite Christmas, Mm -hmm. um, movies. I was telling Nicole, uh, before, we recorded uh, today that my sister and I will actually have Facebook messaging, like we'll message each yeah. other back and forth and like Facebook Messenger has like the little stickers you can mm-hmm. post in your messages and they actually have elf themed ones. So we will have entire conversations with just like elf stickers and quotes from the movies and this will just go on forever. I took for the longest time to watch Elf because I'm not a huge Will Ferrell fan. So I was like, oh God, I really I don't know. But oh, it's Santa, I know him. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. I actually had to pick up that Blu-ray on, on Black Friday because we didn't own it. We didn't have the DVD. We didn't have anything, and we couldn't find it streaming for free. So I ended up picking it up. That's cool. It's a movie to have. I like smiling. Smiling is my favorite. <laughs> Wolfie, uh, we didn't ask you about your uh, your 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 favorite characters. Who are yours? It's fine. I didn't make a list of five, so honorable mentions is a perfect perfect place. Uh, I would have to say that my favorite is uh, El Santo Claus. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Oh, wait. Oh, no. This is Christmas. Never mind. Uh, so, no, I guess El Santo doesn't work. Uh, I am going to go with, I'm actually holding it here in studio that you folks on the podcast can't hear or see. Santa Claus from Infinite Santa 8000, which is a, a film and, and webisodes that our buddy Michael Neal had uh, directed. And uh, I think, I think uh, a lot of folks out there should check this out because it's very cool. You can see a lot of the videos on YouTube. Just do a search for Infinite Santa 8000. But there's also a feature-length film, which when I watched it last year was on Amazon. I believe still is. So you can watch it on most VOD platforms. But it's an animated movie about a killer Santa. And he kills uh, armies of evil. Nice. In a post-apocalyptic wasteland. So <laughs> nice. check it out. Cool. And how about you, Patsy? Well, a couple of mine have already been mentioned. Uh, Buddy the Elf, Gizmo from uh, 
Gremlins. But I also have uh, Tinny Tim, who is uh, was again introduced in uh, one of the uh, Futurama episodes with Robot Santa. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an orphan. He's built, you know, ins- instead of uh, he has a very short leg, but he has a crutch for an arm. Yeah. Uh, the ghost of Christmas Pass from Scrooged. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marley and Marley from the uh, that played by Statler and Waldorf in the Muppet Christmas Carol. We're Marley and Marley. And this isn't from a TV show. This isn't from a movie. It's actually from a Saturday Night Live sketch. Pete Schwetty of oh Schwetty Balls. Uh, if you've never seen this, it's Alec Baldwin, Anna Gasteyer, and uh, Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon. Shannon. Yes. And uh, look that up on YouTube. It's one of the funniest things you'll ever see. And it was Schwetty Balls was briefly a uh, ice cream flavor. For yeah, Ben and Jerry's ice. flavor until a bunch of whiny friggin' people decided to complain and they're like, oh, that's offensive. And Ben and Jerry were like, mm. well. How about, you know, we just fill up a, a cone with go fuck yourself. <laughs> and Jeez. they had to uh, pull it off the shelves. So, sadly. Which is sad because it was delicious. It was. was. I got was, it on vacation one year. I'm so jealous because I really wanted to try it. It was excellent. I it loved was. having Pete's sweaty balls in my mouth. <laughs> that goes well with a, a King Dong anytime. It does. <laughs> all right. So now uh, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. So, Nicole, who is your number one and why? And why? Um, this one is a very personal one for me. Um, so, growing up, my dad and I, we watch a lot of television, a lot of British television. And there's this one one show, one character who just made me laugh for n- for stupid reasons and I'm talking about Mr. Bean he did a few uh, Christmas specials I think um, you can see them on YouTube I think one of my favorite ones is he is in his apartment and he's you know relaxing and he's trying to enjoy you know the night before Christmas and there's nothing on TV and so there's Christmas carolers outside his door and he opens the door and the kids are singing and he's like oh yes Great. So he like changes his recliner. He's drinking his wine, eating some truffles, and then he gets up with the truffles. And you know, he's like, it looks like he's gonna give them, give the children some truffles. Nope, he slams the door right in their faces. Like, ha, fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's something that my father and I constantly watch. Mr. Bean is a huge hit in our family, and we um, every Christmas time we watch. PBS or Channel 44 if you're from around New England and Mr. Bean's a big hit in our family and we make sure we watch Mr. Bean. I'm looking for my watch. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah and the, 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 there's one where he loses the watch in a turkey. <laughs> oh my god that one was hilarious. So definitely take a look Mr. Bean Christmas specials on YouTube so check it out. How about you Ashes? Who is your number one? So, I kind of sort of pulled a Dynamo <laughs> Mars. Um, my number one is a tie because I have two all-time, like, favorite mm-hmm. Christmas movies that I really, really, really just couldn't 
decide who to put in my number one spot. So I said, fuck it. I'm doing both. Um, first is Bing Crosby as Bob Wallace in 1954's White Christmas. Good choice. Um, uh, I I grew up watching that movie. Like that, that it's mm-hmm. one of my parents' favorite movie. Yeah. Uh, well, Christmas movie. Um, and aha, uh, I I believe it. It is my firm belief that only like two people should be allowed. Okay, well, th- three. Three people should be allowed to sing Christmas carols, um, Burl Ives, Bing Crosby, and the Muppets. Uh, that's <laughs> yes. it. That's it. Um, there is something about, I mean, it's, 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 it's a classic it movie. Is, it's and, classic. you I know, agree. there are some great songs thrown in there, but there is nothing like watching the ending of White Christmas when Bing Crosby just opens his mouth and just starts crooning i'm dreaming of a white christmas oh i melt every single time i watch that movie um it's just great i love it if you haven't seen it it's usually streaming on mm-hmm. netflix or other i uh, think it's on prime yeah it's Amazon a, prime. um you know this time of year so do yourself a favor and check it out just you know grab yourself some hot chocolate or a nice bottle of wine and just curl up on the couch and watch it it's great my my favorite scene though um from that movie is when they they first meet the Haynes sisters and mm-hmm. the Haynes sisters are doing their whole like sisters routine yep. and then they need to escape and so Bing Crosby and Danny Kay come out posing as the sisters doing mm-hmm. their whole like mock routine mm-hmm. and stuff and it's just hilarious and fun fact that entire scene was improvised like that was not supposed to happen and it just did and they went with it so um it's hilarious i thought it was fred astaire that was in it no you know i'm thinking it's it's holiday wait maybe i'm thinking of another holiday movie holiday Inn. maybe i think you're thinking of holiday Inn. i think that's ginger rogers and fred astaire Holiday, no, Ginger Rogers wasn't in it. Oh, I'm thinking of something else. Well, anyway, sorry. Anyways, <laughs> I was Bing just... Crosby and Danny Kay and Bing Crosby is just wonderful. I agree. Um, and my second number one favorite is Fozzie Bear from 1987's The Muppet Family Christmas. Because he's fucking Fozzie Bear and he's hilarious. Um, if you haven't seen this movie, it's very difficult to find. I just actually found it on VHS thanks to eBay. Um, it was a made-for-TV special. It stars the Muppets and the Sesame Street gang and the Fraggles. And it's just so much fun with um, Jim Henson makes an appearance as himself at the end. Um, the Muppets are on their way to Fozzie Bear's mother's house for Christmas, unbeknownst to Ma Bear. That's what they call her, Ma Bear. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just fun. They make friends along the way. It's the Muppets, and it's fantastic. And Fozzie Bear's great. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I did have, and like I said, we, I, I recently, recently purchased it on VHS. And um, while watching it, I kind of had a revelation. Yes. Uh, I married Fozzie Bear. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, the movie is just full of bad puns and bad jokes and 
Muppets thinking that they're funny, and Patrick is obviously a Muppet that thinks he's funny. I haven't seen this film I'm a very so manly long. Muppet. <laughs> I'm a Muppet of a man. Yeah, you'll need to see it. We might have to come over and watch it with us. We'll have to. We'll have to have like a back-to-back-to-back movie marathon. We'll start with. We'll start with Will Vinton's claymation Christmas. We'll go into a Christmas toy, and we will end with a Muppets Family Christmas. It'll take all about an hour and a half. <laughs> the longest thing will be switching the movies out. I know, pressing the rewind button on the VHS player. Oh shit! Really? So, Patrick, what's your number one? Could my Could I submit one thing really quick? Absolutely. Absolutely. In addition to Bing Crosby, what about his uh, his super team up with this David Bowie? This is my Bowie? son's favorite. Do you know this one? Oh, I do indeed. <gasps> Lovely. I forgot this existed. How <laughs> how could I forget this exists? Oh my goodness! It's amazing. <sighs> we'll put a link to this video. Yeah, we won't have to play the whole thing, but this. you can play a little bit of it. Yeah. Fine. To see Our finest gifts we bring I think their voices mesh pretty pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Wonderful. It's quite good. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely put a link uh, a link to this video because oh, it's for fantastic. Sharing. Sharing is caring. And anytime I can share David Bowie is a, is oh, I know, <laughs> a good right? opportunity. So, my number one is from possibly my favorite Christmas movie uh, of all time. My number one character. It was a, it was a close it was a close call because Elliot Loudermilk was a really good one, but nothing beats Francis Xavier Cross from the movie Scrooged. Bill Murray puts in. Such an amazing performance as this character. Um, he plays the head of a... Uh, he's the president of a television network. And he's ruthless and, and vicious. And at one point he tells people to staple antlers to a mouse's head because crazy glue won't work. Uh, his girlfriend is Karen Allen who smokes pot in the tub. And <laughs> it's it's got some great like classic Bill Murray lines like... I never liked a girl enough to get her 12 sharp knives before. Uh, yeah, it's just... If you've never seen it, you need to. Like, you need to see this movie because it's a uh, a modern take. It's a Richard Donner film, so you'll see a lot of the, you know, classic Richard Donner, uh, you know, cast. You know, the mom from The Goonies, who is also the psychiatrist in uh, the Lethal Weapon films. The guy who played the captain in the Lethal Weapon films has a brief cameo in it. Um, Bobcat Goldthwait as Elliot Loudermilk is phenomenal. And damn if the ending doesn't get you to tear up every single time. Doesn't matter how many times you've seen it. That last, that last line is just brilliant. And as you heard from uh, you know our, our first-time listener earlier... Uh, on on our first feedback that we played. Actually, it was last week, so I'm drawing a complete blank as to when we did this. Um, you know, he was a huge fan of of uh, Carol Kane as um, the Ghost of Christmas Present, mm-hmm. which was excellent. 
uh, and I had, you know, Buster Poindexter as the, uh, the ghost of Christmas past, which was amazing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it was just a ton, a ton of, like, great comedic actors, um, you know, just everybody played their parts really well, but nobody, nobody played essentially the Ebenezer Scrooge role like Bill Murray did. Mm-hmm. It was just, you, 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 uh, you have to see this movie just for his portrayal alone. It's, that's, that's my favorite Christmas movie character. I've never seen it, so I will definitely Oh put my that God. Up. I, Christmas wasn't a very big thing for me. So yeah, but I, this is a funny movie. I know, and I love funny movies, so I will definitely take a You'll chance. You'll have to come over and watch it. That will be part of the marathon. <laughs> I'm just going to like live over at your house and just watch all the movies you guys got. You're paying rent. I pay everything. I'm only four. <laughs> yeah, oh, Brian Doyle Murray. All day long, I listen to people give excuses why they can't work. My back hurts. My legs ache. I'm only four. <laughs> oh. Brian Doyle Murray. If you've never you've you've seen him, like pretty much anything Bill Murray's in, Brian Doyle Murray, his brother is in, mm-hmm. like Groundhog Day. He's the mayor. Yeah, he he was uh, Noah Arcade in in uh, not Noah Arcade. That was the name of the company. Uh, the guy who ran Noah's Arcade in. Uh, Wayne's World, the original one. Yeah, that yeah, just uh just for him alone as as uh Bill Murray's dad mm-hmm. during the uh Ghost of Christmas Past segment. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's just just see it. Just see it. Well, those are some fantastic lists, everybody. Thank you for sharing. And if you have any characters that you want to talk about, please leave a a voicemail post on the Throwdown Thursday podcast Facebook, um, tweet us, let us know what your favorite char- uh, Christmas characters are. So yeah, we always want to hear from you. Yes, so please, please, please send send anything. So let's go to a break. We'll wrap things up because I got to go open some presents soon. So. This is Bobby Chains, Uncle Polly, from the Unchained Podcast, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday, hashtag Team Nicole. Be there or be Arthur.
Patrick Ray Hall. In the motherfucking house. <laughs> Patrick Ray Hall. Is a motherfucking mouse. Patrick Ray Hall. Is a motherfucking mouse. Patrick Ray Hall. Is a motherfucking mouse. And we are back. Thank you for listening. I hope you're getting your your sweatpants on and getting ready for some nice meals and I had a thing in my brain that I was going to say and now I can't so I'm just rambling so let's see <laughs> sorry I just wanted to listen to Dynamo for a second <laughs> alright so this is the time in our show that we talk about our little segments so let's go around the table Ashes do you have something from your lovely vineyard Yes, let's take a stroll through the Yvonne Nightmare Vineyards. Uh, today, we are going to talk about a vineyard out of California. Uh, I'm talking about Tisdale Vineyards, in particular, their brand of Sweet Red. Um the fabulous part, uh, before I get started, the fabulous part about this wine is that you can get it for super duper duper uber cheap. I'm talking like a $2 check. Kind of uh, well, not, not that two, but like three four bucks a bottle oh, um nice. kind of like the more bottles you buy the cheaper it is <laughs> it's it, but, but the great part is it tastes good so you want to drink that's, it that's a good thing um it is a medium bodied wine with notes of black cherry and raspberry jam and has a nice velvety soft finish and it is just so good um especially served chilled that's what i recommend uh drink it chilled um it pairs very nicely with like spicy foods or savory foods like barbecue um and it also tastes great on its own it's a nice like dessert wine because it has you know it's sweet enough but it's not too too sweet so tisdale Sweet red. Check it out. I have a question. You said medium body. What does that mean? It means it's not big, but it's not little. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm not not a really wine person, so that's why I wanted to know. But thank you. I like that explanation. (laughs) Patrick, do you have a science fact? I do, and it's another Santa science fact. Sweet. Um... If you uh, look at some of the traditions regarding regarding Santa, and you look at uh, one of the most popular ones is leaving out milk and cookies for Santa. And if you notice, uh, as you're growing up, everyone has the same story where a little bit of the milk is drank, sometimes all of it, some of the cookies, all of the cookies might be gone. You know, Santa must have a metabolism similar to that of the Flash because there's no way he could possibly eat all of these. It's just a single bite. You know, you're talking about 78.1 million homes. Uh, There are 2.2 billion people in the world who identify as Christian. Probably more than that, you know, as far as, you know, when you have children. And again, you know, he's he's got 78.1 million homes to go to. Um you know, traveling at his ridiculous uh, 3,000 times the speed of sound. So I guess, you know, to travel at that speed, you have to have an incredible metabolism because if you look at some of the comic books with Flash in it, he always is eating massive amounts of food 
Otherwise, he can't maintain his you know super speeds because he just burns through calories way too quickly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that might be part of it. But again, if he has such a huge, you know, uh, huge appetite and such a high metabolism, why doesn't he eat all the cookies? Like, you know, does he need to take just one bite out of three different cookies and leave them there in order for people to know that he was there? Like, that doesn't, you know, it's like, oh, well, now he knows Santa's there because, look, he took a bite out of the cookies. Well, what about the goddamn presents he left? He left presents there. Isn't that a sign that he was inside your house? And also, why is an, uh, uh, an old man with a long, gross beard sneaking into your house every year? That is creepy. If anybody else did that, you would call the police. So... That's uh, my Santa science fact. Now, in your household, and this goes to Ashes as well, did Santa eat all the cookies and drink all the milk? How was how was it at your house? Yes, my dad likes milk and cookies, so he would eat all of them. Occasionally, they would leave out. Uh, we would leave carrots for the reindeer, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it would be very suspicious that the carrots were not eaten. They looked like they were cut with a knife. <laughs> So, like, oh, look, there's, like, no carrots left. Oh. So, yeah, the cookies were gone, and the milk was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, no, uh, the reindeer. And I never, you know, my, my brothers weren't, uh, you know, didn't think things through, really, because, um, you know, based on this whole uh, metabolism thing, you know, we should have left, you know, a lot of produce out for the reindeer, because they're the ones doing most of the work. So their metabolism, again, you know, the, the average speed of a of a, uh, of a of a reindeer is 15 miles an hour, and these ones are going 3,000 times the speed of sound. So, and the speed of sound 700 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at, you know, 20 times their normal speed times 3,000 times their normal speed. So they have to eat what, 60,000 times what they would normally eat? So, unless you're leaving 60,000 carrots out, and that's just for one of them. Jesus. So, uh... That's, yeah, I, I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, do you believe in magic? Uh, no. According to Arthur C. Clarke, uh, the only magic is a sufficiently advanced technology that we just don't understand, so we just call it magic. You must have had a shitty childhood. <laughs> I read a lot and learned sciences... I mean, I can suspend disbelief. Multiple but, sciences? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, space sciences and earth sciences. Uh, you know, things like that. Paleontology, paleobotany. That's the <laughs> stuff I read about as a kid. Oh, yeah. I remember you get really pissed at a kid who didn't know dinosaur names. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, jeez. Ashes, how about you? What was the cookie to cookie, cookie, cookie to <laughs> milk ratio at your household? I really want cookies. Oh, I know. Me too. Um, <laughs> let's talk about cookies. Oh, I want cookies. Um, so last week I shared my whole horrible finding out that Santa isn't real story. However, there was a silver lining to that that I didn't mention. Um, the silver lining was I got to help my parents eat the cookies. Nice. <laughs> nice. So um, Santa's not real, but hey, there's cookies. Um, so yeah, Santa usually uh, ate all of the cookies that we left out and, mm-hmm. you know, drank the milk and um, we did leave carrots for the reindeer and those were just gone. I'm pretty sure they went back into the, the, the vegetable drawer. Um, <laughs> however, Santa was very polite in my house and always left a thank you note. 
So <laughs> mine too. Yeah, Santa. Santa always said thank you for the cookies. Um, we had a special cookie cutter mm-hmm. that uh, actually was it was in the shape of a heart and it's um trying to remember it said like dear santa like hope you enjoy the cookies like mm-hmm. it, it was a big cookie cutter mm-hmm. um and so we w- used to do the whole sugar cookies rolling up the dough mm-hmm. and you know decorating them and stuff so we always had like the special cookies for santa yeah. um so santa always left a thank you note for the special cookies <laughs> saying how delicious they were and that's nice yes i do want to just add one thing okay uh regarding cookies um if Santa was a real person, he would have late onset diabetes by the third hour of traveling around. Assuming each household in the world leaves out two chocolate chip cookies, and you know, for reference's sake, we're going to use Pillsbury Ready Bake cookies. Okay. That means at every house, he would have 170 calories, 14 grams of sugar, and 8 grams of fat. Uh, in total, he would be eating 374 billion calories... 33,000 tons of sugar and 151,000 tons of fat. At that rate, he would be uh, Trump's pick to be the head of the president's health and fitness division. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. In my household, I just just thought of the story. Um, One year, I was probably six when I still believed that Santa was real. My, we were coming home late from, I think, from shopping or Christmas party. I don't remember. But I was freaking out because we forgot the cookie, like, to put make the cookies. So I took the cookie, like, my mom bought, like, the Pillsbury dough, bowl, the stuff, like, from the tube. And I stuck them in the microwave. Because <laughs> I was freaking out. And my mom was like, you need to go to bed. Well, the cookies, it's okay. He'll... I was like, no, Santa needs damn cookies. So he stuck them in the fr- microwave, cooked them, and then left them on the table. <laughs> and so my, there's a note that says from Santa was like, thanks for the cookies. I'm just full. <laughs> so my dad did not eat the cookies that year because they were kind of gross. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say you threw the entire like just the whole container in and it was metal and you blew up half your house. No, no, that didn't happen, fortunately. But I figured I'd share that lovely, fun story with all about the cookies and the milk. So for the Agent Nicole files, I'm just going to do a quick one today. No, you're not. (laughs) Barnacle. Change Nicole. I gotta cue myself up for this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I was not ready. Um, So, in the Tompkins household, my dad likes to watch some bad movies. In the Iron Islands? In the Iron Islands. And there's a holiday tradition that we do watch. It's 1964's Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Oh, yeah. Has anyone seen it? I actually gave that... Uh, as a Christmas present to Bill Murray's son. Really? Yes. That's awesome. Yes, we watch it with the um, Mystery Science Theater 3000 edition. Yes. <laughs> that's the way we go in the Iron Islands. Um, 
I remember seeing it a couple of years ago. My dad's like, oh, let's just watch this really funky movie. And I was like, what are you talking about, funky movie? He's like, no. You gotta watch it. And I I remember watching it and I was like, what the fuck are we watching? He's like, oh, one of the best holiday movies ever. And I'm like, okay, dad. So it's a sci-fi comedy film by Nicholas Webster. Um, if you get a chance to watch it with the Mystery Science Theater 3000, you will not regret it. It is bad, but the Mystery, th- uh, Mystery Science Three Theater 3000 makes it all better. So, that is my files for today. And I just want to say happy holidays, everyone. I hope you all have a wonderful time with your family, friends. Enjoy the weekend. You know, Christmas is a couple days. If you don't celebrate Christmas, happy Hanukkah. <laughs> 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 no, I was talking about looking what uh, Wolfie was just doing. I would click off that one too. <laughs> um, if you don't celebrate Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa. If you don't celebrate anything, happy Sunday because it, Christmas falls. On if it. I may quote uh, Cressy the Clown, uh, this part: Have a merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, a crazy Kwanzaa, <laughs> a tip top tet, and a solemn dignified Ramadan. Very nice. But I just want to just take the time to say thank you to our listeners, people that listen to the show. Thank you for your support. Thank you for the love. And, you know, we're sending the love right back to you. I know times can be really hard, especially over the past couple weeks. But, you know, we're all here together. And just spread the love. It's all you can do is spread the love. And we have one more show before the new year. So next week. So prepare. I don't know what we're doing next week. Yeah. It's, a surprise. it's a surprise. Surprise to everyone, including us. Yes. So enjoy the holidays, and hopefully we'll hear you guys back next Thursday. And um, any final thoughts, words, anybody? Yeah. Um, you know, once the new year starts, we're going to be doing, uh, you know, some new stuff. We have some new things, you know, slight change to the the programming. But, I mean, we uh, can we still have one episode yeah, left. Yeah, we're so going to we get can talk into about it. like next year, next episode. Yes. So we just want you to know, be be prepared for that. Yes. So, so everyone, we'll see you next, next Thursday. Thursday. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs>